Thank you so much for joining me. I'm James Crothers with Between the River and the Ravens, and this is part two of Let's Talk Torah, Yom Teruah edition. So yesterday we, we did go over some verses um, starting in Genesis. Uh, we are going to pick up in Genesis 22 today. Yesterday we read Genesis 21. Uh, that was the official Torah portion as well. We're going to share some out of the half Torah and the Besorah. And we are also going to dig into Revelations and discuss the seven shofars, the seven trumpets. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting read. It's a very prophetic chapter, 8 through 11. And so I'm excited to get into that as well. I hope that all of you have had a blessed day. Uh, we have entered into Yom Teruah. So I just hope that the Father is able to fill you with His goodness, that you're able to reflect on these days, these this holy time, uh, to grow closer with Him. It's such a, a an important time to remember as we are commanded to celebrate these days with lots of noise, singing and praises, shofar blast, whatever else you can use to make lots of noise. So. I'm just so thankful that you have tuned in today. This is a pre-recording. I went ahead and pre-recorded this so I could have uh, the, the feast day off. Uh, I will be joining you in the chat, though. So looking forward to fellowshipping with all you guys that are jo joining in live. So as we mentioned yesterday, I'm going to start with the Torah uh, portion out of Genesis. Now, prophetically, it is believed that Yahushua will return on Yom Teruah, the return of the Messiah and the start of his reign here on earth. Many verses mention his return and the sounding of shofars together, so we can easily see the connection here with the Feast of Trumpets. So let's go ahead and get into the Torah portion of this. And it is going to be chapter 22. 1 through 24. Yesterday we discussed the birth of Yitzhak. We all know Sarah was old, Sarah and Avraham were older in age. They really didn't believe that they could even have a, a child at that age. Uh, they did find some humor in it as well. Um, today we're going to be discussing Avraham's willingness to sacrifice his son. Uh, so both are um, wonderful things to think about and comprehend. You know, the, the sometimes we don't necessarily understand what our purpose is, what our plans are that Yah has for us. We must always put our faith in him, knowing he will provide. Here we can see Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Yitzhak. We must be willing to sacrifice our needs, maybe the things we've uh, amassed in this earthly realm, our material belongings. We need to be able and to willingly put those down if that's what it takes to grow closer and to offer them up uh, as a sacrifice of I'm stepping away from this world, these worldly possessions to honor and glorify you. So what are we willing to sacrifice in our walk for Yahuwah? All right. Oops. I had the wrong section here. Let me get to Genesis 22. All right. 
And it came to pass after these things that Elohim did try Avraham and said unto him, Avraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now your son, your Yahid Yitzhak, whom you love, and get you into the land of Moriah, and offer him there as an ascending smoke offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. And Avraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Yitzhak his son and clave the wood for the ascending smoke offering and rose up and went unto the place of which Elohim had told him. Then on the third day Avraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Avraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Avraham took the wood of the ascending smoke offering and laid it upon Yitzhak his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Yitzhak spoke unto El Avraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the ascending smoke offering? And Avraham said, My son, Elohim will provide himself a lamb for an ascending smoke offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which Elohim had told him of, and Avraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Yitzhak his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Avraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of Yahuwah called unto him out of the heavens and said, Avraham, Avraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do you anything unto him. For now I know that you fear Elohim, seeing you have not withheld your son, your Yahid, from me. And Avraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Avraham went and took the ram and offered him up for ascending smoke offering in the steed, stead of his son. And Avraham called the name of that place Yahuwah Yireh, as it is said, To this day in the mount of Yahuwah it shall be seen. And the angel of Yahuwah called unto El Avraham out of the heavens and second time, the second time. And said, By myself have I sworn seven oaths, says Yahuwah. For because you have done this thing, and not withheld your son, your Yahid, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seeds as the stars of the heavens, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Avraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Avraham dwelt at Beersheba. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Avraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she has also borne children unto your brother Nacor, Huz his firstborn, and Buzz his brother, and Kiniel the father of Aram, and Kisid, and Chazo, and Pilsta, and Yisfa, and Bethiel, and Bethiel begat Rivka. These eight Milka did bear to Nakor, Avraham's brother. 
and his concubine, whose name was Remiel. She bore also Teva and Gaham and Thathas and Makan. Hope I got those correct. So what a wonderful story we see. Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his beloved son that he had waited a hundred years to have. But because Yah told him, he was willing to sacrifice that. And Yitzhak is such a wonderful example. You know, here we see he's portrayed as a young boy, but I feel like he was a young man because he carried the wood. He had to have been strong enough to have done that. Uh, and once he realized that there wasn't a sacrifice, I'm sure he realized there was a chance that he was actually going to be the sacrifice and still was willing to walk up that mountain carrying the wood, just like our Messiah, carrying his cross up on that hill to sacrifice himself. And then we see the ram caught by his thorn, caught by his horns in a thorn bush. Another example of the thorn of crown, the crown of thorns placed on Messiah's head. It's just a beautiful foreshadowing of Messiah and the crucifixion. Add that back here. Get back to my PowerPoint. All right. So I have a couple of verses here in 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 52. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of Elohim, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the shofar shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Yahushua died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Yahushua will Elohim bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of Yah, that which we are alive and remain unto the coming of Yah shall not prevent them which are asleep. For Yahweh himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the shofar of Elohim and the dead in Mashiach shall rise first. Then which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet Yah in the air. And so shall we ever be with Yahuwah. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. You know, that great day is coming and we must endure to the end that we can be one of those that witnesses this, that can see our Messiah coming down from the clouds in glory to rescue us, to save us from this world of sin. He will have judgment. We need to make sure that we are ready and waiting for that return so that we can spend eternity in his kingdom. So now we are going to jump into Re uh, Revelations chapters 8 through 11. 
dealing with the seven trumpets, a very prophetic time, the seven seals, and the golden censer. So starting in chapter 8, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of an hour, half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before Elohim, and to them were given seven shofars. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, and he should offer it with the prayers of all Kodeshim upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the Kodeshim ascending up before Elohim out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven shofars prepared themselves to sound. And the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees were burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. And the second angel sounded, as it were a great mountain burning with fire, was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened. And the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld, and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the shofar, of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Chapter 9 And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of Elohim in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair 
as the hair of women, and their teeth were as teeth of lions. And they had breastplates as were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Avrit tongue is Abaddon, but in the Yavin tongue his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four hun, horns of the golden altar, which is before Elohim, saying to the sixth angel, which had the shofar, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Parath. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. And I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of Jathan and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Chapter 10. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was if it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little sephir open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up these things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven, and swore by him that lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that there are, therein are in the earth and the things that are therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, which he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Elohim should be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me again and said, Go and take the little sephir which is open, 
in the hand of the angel which stands upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little sephir. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make your belly bitter, but it shall be in your mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little sephir out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, You must prophesy again many peoples before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Finishing up in chapter 11, the two witnesses. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of Elohim and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the other nations, and the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto the two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two menorahs standing before the Elohim of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devours their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it ran not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war again against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sedom and Mitzrayim, where also our Yah was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. And after three days and a half, the Ruach Hayim from Elohim entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and the great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. In the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were frightened, and gave glory to the Elohim of heaven. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe comes quickly. The seventh trumpet. And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Adonai and of his Mashiach, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before Elohim on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped Elohim, saying, We give you thanks, O Yahuwah Elohim, Sevaoth, for which are and was and are to come, because you have taken to you your great power and have reigned. And the nations were angry, and your wrath is come, and the time of the dead, 
that they should be judged and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the Kodeshim, and them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of Elohim was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his covenant. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. What a time that will be. I just, I, I can't even hardly picture it in my mind. It will be a fearing time. Men's hearts will fail them. Uh, people just will not know what to do. They won't know how to act. It will be a time for the ages. And, you know, there's been many that have tried to decipher these chapters, these verses. There's a lot to it. And I think there's a lot deeper down that we must kind of look into. Um, it, it is very prophetic. And we can see some of these signs may have already shown themselves. We are in the end days and these times are happening as we speak. So, you know, like I said yesterday, it is, these are warnings to us. We must prepare ourselves, make haste and be ready for that great day of judgment for those seven trumpet blasts to sound they could be any time now. We just must be ready and looking forward to that time. So the half Torah portion for this second is Jeremiah chapter 31. At the same time, says Yahuwah, will I be the Elohim of all the families of Yasharel, and they shall be my people. Thus says Yahuwah, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness even Yasharel, when I went to cause him to rest. Yahuwah has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be built, O virgin of Yeshurael. You shall again be adorned with your tabrets, and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. You shall yet plant vines upon the mountains of Shimaron. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the Nitzarim upon Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion, unto El Yahuwah Eloheinu. For thus says Yahuwah, Sing with gladness for Yaakov, and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Yahuwah, save your people, the remnant of Yasharel. Behold, I will bring them forth the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her that travails with child together. A great company shall return thither. They shall come with weeping, and with supplication will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word, O Yahuwah, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Yashorel will gather him and guard him as a shepherd his flock. For Yahuwah has redeemed Yaakov and ransomed him from the land, hand of him that was stronger than he. 
Therefore, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion and shall flow together the goodness of Yahuwah for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and of the herd. And their soul shall be as a watered garden and they shall not sorrow any more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. And I will satiate the soul of the priest with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says Yahuwah. Thus says Yahuwah, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her, her, for her children, refused to be comforted for her children, because they were not. Thus says Yahuwah, refrain your voice from weeping, and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says Yahuwah, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in your end, says Yahuwah, that your children shall come again to their own border. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus. You have chastised me, and I was chastised as a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. Turn me, and I shall be turned for you are Yahuwah Elahai. Surely after that I was turned, I repented, and after that I was instructed, I smote upon my thigh, I was ashamed, yea, even confounded, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. You know, hallelujah, we are to be chastised, to be purified in that fire, to turn to the truth, to turn to his commands, his Torah, his Shabbat, his feast days, all of those we are commanded to honor for all generations to come until the end times. They are still celebrating Shabbat each and every seventh day in heaven, the angels with us. So this is a never ending covenant that we have made that we need to honor and uphold through our days. I'm going to end with the Besorah out of Luke 1. 39 through 55. And Miriam arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Yehuda and entered into the house of Zachariah and saluted Elisheva. And it came to pass that when Elisheva heard the salutation of Miriam, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elisheva was filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Adani shall come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the babe lean, leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told from her from Yahuwah. And this last part is Mary's song of praise. And Miriam said, The soul magnifies Yahuwah, and my Ruach has rejoiced in Elohim, my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. 
He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Yasharel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Avraham, to his seed forever. You know, we are a part of that seed, that everlasting generation of Avraham. So important to remember these days. You know, this is not a Jewish holiday. The Jewish holiday is Rosh Hashanah, but Yom Teruah is a holiday commanded by our father, Yahuwah. And it's so important to remember this. This time is not just for the Jewish. It's, it's for everyone, the Gentiles, everyone that was grafted in to Yasharel. You know, the Jews, they rely on the Torah, but forsake Messiah. And the Christians, they rely on Messiah, but forsake the Torah. And either one of those is going to pull you to the left or to the right. But when you uphold and honor the Torah and the Messiah, it brings you into the middle, a straight and narrow path. It's required to have both of those. Messiah is the Torah, the Word made flesh. In Hebrew, the word Torah means behold, the man nailed to the cross. So from the beginning, we have that right there, knowing that Messiah would have to come and sacrifice himself on that cross for us. We have been given redemption. We must repent of our sins to receive that, to receive the everlasting life in the kingdom with the Son and the Father. So I just pray that you all have a wonderful feast day, that you can seek repentance, forgiveness you will receive. We must turn away from sin, set apart from the world. We are required of that. We are called a peculiar people. And it is so important that we uphold those commands of Yah. So as I close this out, I do want to end with this conclusion prayer. I had one yesterday to bring us into this day. This will bring us out as we finish up this feast day. And you can find this at itsmidnight.org. Lots of good information there. So I hope all of you have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this was a, a message that you can glean from, that you can share with others. May not understand what Yom Teruah is. Like I said, it's for all of us. We are all required to uphold these holy days. We should all be celebrating, rejoicing, and praising our Father praising his name for all the goodness he brings in our lives. Thank you once again, and I hope you're blessed. My Elohim and Savior, I am humbled before you. I hear your voice speaking to me like a loud trumpet or shofar, piercing my heart with conviction of sin and of the reverential fear of your almighty power and holiness. You are opening up my ears to hear what your spirit is saying, warning me not to take lightly my salvation because judgment is coming upon all those who do not obey your holy commandments and biblical mandates. You are a covenant-keeping Elohim 
Forgive me for breaking covenant with you by breaking and not obeying all of your righteous standards and commandments. Yahusha, I know that your spirit is urging me to get very serious regarding my walk with you. You are shaking and waking me up to the reality that there is very little time left before your final judgments fall on all sin and sinners, regardless if they are professing believers or not. I don't want to be like the hypocritical lukewarm who confess you with their lips, but with their heart is craving the things of this world to satisfy their flesh. Forgive me for the times that I take my heart and my eyes off you and do crave the pleasures of this world that is under judgment. I repent. Please forgive and cleanse me in your blood and fill me afresh with your spirit that I will have the power and grace to uphold your righteous, holy word and commandments. I want to be found pleasing in your sight when I appear before you at the judgment seat. In in the scripture, you speak of the difficult times that are coming in the end days and that it will require great endurance and perseverance on the part of your faithful ones who keep the commandments of Elohim and hold to the testimony of Yahusha. Please help me be the strong, courageous, and faithful when I personally suffer persecution for holding fast my testimony of you and your commandments. I pray that you will help me at any cost to deny my flesh and wholeheartedly follow you. Ruach HaKodesh, I ask you for help and power to be found obedient, holy, and faithful to the end. I want to be part of that righteous remnant who hears that last great shofar when you call your beloved home into the kingdom of heaven, where we will rejoice eternally as one with you, our King of kings. Thank you for hearing and answering my prayers. Amen. May all of you be blessed. I'll leave us on a shofar blast. Shalom, everyone.